Hey everybody, welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Frank, here as always with my good buddy, AJ. How are you doing tonight? I'm very well, Frank. So good to be here. <laughs> we got a good one tonight. We sure do, because we have not one, not two, but three special guests. Hey. Our buddies We're over special. from the from the game brew. I'm going to go in the order that I could see them. Chris, 12 step rights. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having us on. Of course. Well, you know, thanks for having us on, which we'll get to, but great to have you back. Um, Dan, I don't remember your nickname, Rots. <laughs> I mean, I mean there were a few some some people called me Dan Dan fucking rots when I was in when I was in college. They're like, okay. is this is this a rots. is this a a family podcast? Sorry, yeah, is this a we family? Should, no, Dan this is an explicitly rots. rated. Podcast. It's not a fucking family podcast. <laughs> God damn, anyway. fucking not. So and, Dan fucking sorry. rots is what they called me. And making his long lost heroes podcast de- debut, Alex Righteous Writer. How are you, my friend? Hey, oh, great. Thanks for well, having me. Welcome aboard. Um, so yeah. uh, as any Long Lost Heroes podcast, uh, longtime listener should know by now, we are uh, longtime friends with these guys. We partnered back in year one for both of our, our podcasts, and uh, it's been oh a, such a ride since. Uh, we've had some other crossovers, uh, a lot of Game of Thrones coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, stay tuned. We just went on the Game Brew podcast, um, so you should be able to check out their episode now think they're dropping before us so that should be live before this episode goes out um as you all know we've been covering a lot of james bond um but in between the james bond we've been going to austin powers and so we thought it'd be really fun to include our friends on the gold member episode so did everyone watch gold member <laughs> oh wait shoot we were supposed to do that i watched gold finger Oh, oh, I just drank a bunch of Goldschlager. I thought that was what we were. I love gold. <laughs> I, I guess more appropriately, like for the Game Brew dudes, the crew, have you revisited these movies recently, or like did you do one, two, three, or are you just dive in at Goldmember? Like, has it been a while? Um, earlier during the COVID times, it was on Netflix for a little bit. So I think I watched the first two then. I'm not sure if Goldmember yeah. was on at that time or, or not, but, um, it's been a little bit since I've seen Goldmember. So it was, it was good to, to watch it again. Yeah. I think I watched the first one, uh, like a few months ago. Um, and then, yeah, to jump back into Goldmember, skip the middle one, skip number two, and then went right to three. So it was, it was a good revisiting, I think. I think that it was a, at least a solid 10, maybe 12 years oh, since wow. since <laughs> I had seen any Austin Powers movie. Um, and so watching Goldmember was, was a throwback. And uh, Did you watch it by yourself? I did. I did watch it by myself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> not, not my wife's uh, kind of humor. So. <laughs> Cup of cup of tea i i guess i've tortured my wife then i uh because we watched all three at the start of the year just because they were on netflix and it had been a long time and then we you know obviously we've done with the podcast one two and three and she she was laughing i think she liked it i don't know (laughs) what about you aj (laughs) 
I, I I watched this movie by myself. Shana had other stuff to do, but she came out like probably midway through the movie. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen this movie in forever, but as I had said before on an earlier Austin Powers podcast, uh, I remember seeing uh, Austin Powers uh, 3 in the theaters uh, when we were kids and like that I had gone to like my parents didn't have money to send us to summer camp. So we went to like a, you know, a day camp where they'd take you to school and then like the buses would come and they'd take you out for the day. Like you'd go to Swish Splash, which is like a water park or a, a theme park, like Six Flags or something. This, they like, they took us to Gasho, which is like a hibachi restaurant on Long Island. And then we, you'd go to a movie. And I remember seeing Goldmember during the day and then going uh, with my friends later that same night, like seeing it like totally all over again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, nice. and I had not seen it in a very, very long time. I guess, except maybe on television, like you catch like the middle or the end of that kind of thing someplace. Yeah. Well, before we get too deep in, um, can you guys plug your podcast and all of your places where you can be found? Because we don't want to get too deep into the episode where people can't find you. Dan? Yeah, sure. Um, so we are the Game Brew Podcast. Uh, you can find us on pretty much any uh podcasting uh podcatcher that's the word to use you can find us on any podcatcher as well as apple podcasts google google play all that kind of stuff um uh you just look for uh the game brew podcast uh game brew is one word g-a-m-e-b-r-e-w capital g capital b just in case you were wondering um but the uh but yeah we are a uh, beer and video game podcast. We usually uh, we talk about uh, you know kind of video games in more of a broad sense. We don't necessarily just review stuff. Um, we do talk about what we've been playing, but more so we talk about um, ideas in video games um, and like some of the social kind of uh, implications of playing video games and that kind of stuff. So it's not just oh hey the new uh, the new Fortnite was really cool. It's 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 more <laughs> deep stuff. Like you guys uh, kind of philosophize over there. We we philosophize a little bit. Um, <laughs> There's but, some philosophizing sometimes, which but gets we are, better with the beer. It's better with the beer, and we have been. We are known to sometimes talk about our favorite fruits and video games and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. Well, you guys also have kind of a rotating cast of characters too, which really spices things up like the three dudes on tonight are only a portion of who you may listen to on the game brew so definitely That's, go check them out um yes i've been enjoying their episodes lately it's been really cool to catch up on some of your stuff and uh no. yeah it was a blast being on your your guys show the other day i had a total great fantastic awesome time uh it was it was great um I'm not the biggest um, player, but I I love what I like, and it was fun to talk about it and like nerd out with you dudes. And we got yeah. really drunk. We got yeah, we did <laughs> like noticeably we got shaken and stirred. <laughs> it, it, it was true. Uh, it was great. Uh, such a it was definitely memorable for sure. Or um, forgettable, depending. Uh, on or forgettable, drink. depending on how much you drink. Yeah. yeah. Go back and listen and see if we had. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't remember saying that. I spilled a martini all over my computer. Oh, yeah. That was rough. His computer's still drunk. That, so that's why you felt better on Monday. <laughs> yeah. 
That's probably true. <laughs> I felt bad when Dan cut his finger. We were worried he was going to pass out, but he's okay. He's still alive. <laughs> no, I passed out later, but but the but it's still we're good. We're good. I'm missing a chunk of my left hand, but I don't need that chunk anyway. No, it's okay. You'll you'll grow new chunks. You're like Wolverine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, gold member Austin Powers three. 2002 this movie comes out oh jeez! wow you know like that's crazy like that's we're sentient that beings. makes you feel old right yeah you know <laughs> yeah you remember 2002 people that were born that year are going to college now yeah that's fucked up oh, oh my gosh <laughs> that's fucked up uh, they can't drink yet at least Legal. they Almost. shouldn't drink yet <laughs> unless they live in europe then they have been able to i mean for a little bit they drink. They don't drink legally. Right. Yes. Here. Which we do not condone. Here. Uh, no, absolutely not. Underage drinking is no. bad. You should always never get alcohol because it's just bad. It's just horrible. Don't drink. Nobody should drink. Um, okay. So uh, is this movie objectively good or bad before we get to spoilers? Because we have to decide that right the Whoa. fuck now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put a, yeah, a, a firm... Uh. <laughs> it's it's uh, i would say it's objectively not good but i enjoy it and it is fun yes right i i stand with chris on that 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 alex you gave me yeah. a thumbs down from what i remember of the first austin powers movie which again has been at least it way longer than 10 years since mm. i've seen it uh but from watching gold member I, I remember liking the first Austin Powers way more. Yeah. And I felt like Goldmember was a little bit of a disappointment. And and at one point in time I looked at like how much of the movie I had left and I was like, Wow, this this is <laughs> all that's happened in this movie so far. <laughs> There's only I, fifteen minutes left. <laughs> I would argue that it's probably the most quotable. Of the three, I will. I, I agree it with you. It is there. highly quotable. I feel like this movie mm -hmm. has great lines, but like really shitty scenes. And right. like, yes. and, and like, mm -hmm. what you end up seeing is like, you know, I love Scotty's on fire. That's one of the greatest <laughs> ones ever, you know. But like, do you do you ever remember all of the long form comedy that they're doing, which is just regurgitations of SNL sketches that they had written for the earlier films right. in slightly different formats, and like. I, I don't know. I think that that part kind of is a bummer, but the I I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna stand with Dan on the because uh, I I don't know if I I don't think that um it's a good movie, but like I have nostalgia for it, so like I'm still in watching it to enjoy it and not yeah. hate it, which is different. Right. It's and it's and it. I think it's kind of it suffers a little bit from like epic sequelitis, where yeah. it's it's almost like the plot is secondary to the jokes which is kind of what where it's like oh yeah where it's like the where the jokes are really funny and like a lot of this stuff is really good but it's also like without basil exposition there would be no plot you know which is also his name makes that sense. is his job <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his job but it's like um, very self like it's self-aware that it's recycling jokes they even mentioned that they're they have the osborns mentioned that they're recycling joke from the last movie that's true or the first movie. I don't yeah. think that's a point in its favor. Like, like you know. But, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> but it's self aware. It's it's a very self aware movie. It knows exactly what it's doing. I'll give you that. It's a movie right. within a movie it's because true. there's a movie that. <laughs> that part is so strange. You know that this what is it Austin Pussy? That's so yeah. weird. I, you know like revisiting it 
uh, earlier this year, I totally forgot about all that. And, you know, this time around, I remember, but I mean, they, they just load it full of cameos. Like, I guess they just like had so much more budget this time yeah. that they could do that. It, um, to me, it almost felt like someone said, Hey, let's do one more Austin Powers. And everyone in the room was like, ah, shit. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> was we anyone planning uh, on that? I guess, uh, does anyone have Beyonce's let's, let's, number or <laughs> Yeah, Beyonce. Who knows Gwyneth Paltrow, Tom Cruise, Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, Steve Spielberg, Steve Spielberg Michael Caine, uh, John Travolta, Quincy Jones, Travolta. Britney Spears, Nathan yep. Lane. Well, Quincy Jones, yep, okay, Nathan well. Lane. I thought the Quincy Jones st- part was really cool in the beginning, just because that is actually awesome. The yes. and then goes yeah, because yeah. he because he composed uh, Soul Bossa Nova, which is the the basically the Austin Powers theme that everybody yes. remembers in their heads. So that was kind of nice. Absolutely, I I like that too. And but I just think the the movie within a movie aspect of it is where like it kind of all breaks down, right? Like he's a secret agent that we're going to make a movie about him being a secret agent as he's currently doing secret agent stuff. Yeah, Come I, on I guess. guys. Well, uh, he's not a particular, he's like Archer. He's not good. A good secret agent. Well, he's getting knighted, but like he, he is, like yeah. he, but he's not right. I don't know, man. I he's an international man of mystery, right? Not necessarily a secret agent, just a man of mystery. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of do think it, it breaks it down. Um, I remember like, my memory of this trilogy, like, I remember the first one very fondly. I personally, if you've listened to the last episode, I love the second one a lot. Yep. Um, but this one has always been my least favorite. Um, and upon rewatching it twice in 2020, I think it still holds that uh, that level <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> watching it more hasn't made me like it more. It just gets worse every time. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I was still laughing a lot throughout yeah 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 definitely yeah i think that for me one of the scenes that i will always laugh out loud no matter if i'm watching it by myself or not because that i feel like that is a good uh signifier it is if you're watching it by yourself and you're laughing out loud without anyone else in the room then Mm -hmm. it it's funny and for me, it's when he has to do the henchman physical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's a recycled joke, too. It is, but it's so funny. It's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> I always liked the um, the whole preparation H thing. Like, Yeah, yeah the play just, on words. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> preparation H does feel good. On the whole. On the whole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like AJ said, it's highly, highly quotable. Yeah. And, it, yeah, the jokes are, are fantastic, but even more so than, like, the first and second movies, like, this one just feels like a bunch of vignettes strung together. Like, Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. one feels the most, like, like it's sketches. Like, it doesn't right. have yeah. any kind of basis in trying to have an arc for Austin, which the first movie has really well. I think right. the second movie, like, takes time travel, like, not too seriously, but they use it in a decent way. Um, and it brings back, you know, how Austin has changed and how he's he's changing. You know, this movie, they're not talking about that. This movie is purely to, you know, uh, the, I think the revelations are crazy and we have to throw up the spoiler warning to really get into it. But like <laughs> the, 
<laughs> on this 18-year-old The revelations are, are crazy in this movie. Which I feel like we've already given a few things away if you haven't seen it. Well, like if you've if you've been watching along with the if you've been watching along with the podcast at this point, you really wouldn't know. Well, I guess we did talk about it a lot on that episode. The, that this movie has a lot to do with Spectre for me now. And I think we definitely got to touch upon that. So, so uh, just to ask the game viewer guys, have you all seen Spectre? Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. Good. Okay, great. We won't spoil that for you. Yeah, then. that would be bad. All right. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Spoilers. Three, two, one. Spoilers. Boom. Spoilers. Okay. So uh, I love Michael Caine, but Michael Caine can't save this in the end of this movie. And it didn't seem like he cared to save it either. And it's, no. I mean, it seemed he was only in like three scenes in the entire movie. He wasn't there. Isn't this like the beginning of the Michael Caine re- renaissance? But I mean, maybe. Like, like he started uh... showing up in like everything after this movie, I felt like. Oh, yeah. when was Batman Begins and Dark Knight? It's all after. I was going to say, when maybe was this Batman? Is, yeah, maybe this is when Christopher Nolan probably saw him in this movie and was like, that's the guy. <laughs> Michael Caine. Well, I mean, Christopher Nolan is a big James Bond guy, so maybe that is how they connected the dots. I don't know. That would be nuts, wouldn't it? Um, okay, so it turns out that Nigel Powers is indeed Dr. Evil and Austin Powers' brother, and they are together. So I guess if you had read Father, Father, if you had, yeah, that's crazy, right? Uh, if you had read the books, I think this is something that like they kind of talk about with Blofeld, but I don't think it's like touched upon you know, in the way that it ends up getting done in Spectre, which is that Blofeld and uh, Christoph Waltz and Daniel Craig, they're adopted brothers, which is different. Right. Um, so, but, like, even still, like, to even, like, draw the comparison, like, that movie is fundamentally flawed for me. Uh, and this movie is just like, oh, this is why we don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> you know, because they did this stupid gag at the end of this movie, and it did not work. Friendos. But, yeah. but it ended it. Like it, and that's how they ended the series. Now they can't really make anymore, because unfortunately, their family, their family now. Yeah. So there's no. I mean, right. the only the only thing they could do is Seth Green could now be the bad guy. Yeah, I guess um, they did kind of mm-hmm. set that they, up. They did set him up for yeah, that. For Scotty and Joe. I don't know. I, I think, I do think that if they didn't go this direction, maybe we would have had a better swan song for the series. Like, it, I don't know. I I love it so much, but. At this point, everyone's like, "Oh, we're we gonna get Austin Powers for us." Like, I don't think I want it. Like, no, definitely it's not. Gonna keep getting worse. I mean, right? I don't want it. It would, it would be like, wasn't there? Never mind. I don't want to talk about that other movie. That oh, Indiana Jones oh movie. yeah, Indy Four. There is Indy, only yeah, three no. Indiana Jones movies. Indeed, yes. indeed. They're making a new one, actually. I think. So I think I think post this, like, like is whenever I refer to, I'm I'm going to refer to it as the Mike Myers Love Guru period, where. Yeah, it, this is the this is the beginning of the end of Mike Myers. Right, where it's like he was really funny. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is so so I think I married an axe murderer, which is, uh, or so you think you married an axe murderer, which is one of my f- it's one of my favorite Mike Myers roles ever. It's a pretty cool ever. movie. It's very dark, but it's cool. It's a great movie. You should look it up if you haven't seen it. Uh, but um, but like this, it's kind of like just going like right into the jokes like all of the dirty humor which is like like at a 12 year old level so in 2002 that makes sense to me um but right (laughs) but like it's it's just like there's just so much of it where it's like almost there's there's almost no tongue in cheek about it it's just all it's just right out there it's right in your face yeah it yeah i mean like 
they take fart jokes and poop jokes to the next level. They have they go to pee jokes. Like they didn't have pee jokes before. Now there's like a million pee jokes. Yeah. Um, baby, baby, the pee joke in the the first movie where he pees for very long after he gets out of the freezing scene. Oh, that's that, true. Oh, they do have right. that one. That I, I don't know. I mean, like bodily fluids, it, it, baby. <laughs> bodily fluids are always funny. Always. Bodily fluids are hilarious. Yeah, but at least in the first movie, you're not watching him pee. Like you, like you don't see the pee. <laughs> Well, it's not better when Minnie Me's spraying it out of his face. That's terrifying. Uh, that's that apple was juice. hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> that's apple juice. It's not as gross. Yeah, <laughs> I. You know, this movie like it has really. It does. It has some a couple of like. You know, I like the scene with Michael Caine and his entrance. I don't like the scene at Hogwarts. That to me, I think was weird. A weird choice to go with. Um. So I guess that I get that it sets up their whole. You know. Um you know they're reckoning but like it's it, i don't know man it's like a weird... it's unfortunate because i think the austin powers actor like the young austin powers actor like nails it yeah it's pretty good but the guy that but the guy that does dr evil is bad and it's unwatchable um the number two is fine but and basil i guess is fine but yeah why they felt like they needed to go that far um... i feel like they needed to set up the the guy laughing at him with no teeth teeth yeah yeah <laughs> like that that was the payoff for that was that guy <laughs> just that one guy that's it's all, all worth it then it's one all joke. over uh yo okay so does anybody like i mean beyonce we are this is like the beginning of the beyonce like is her first movie right yeah it's her first acting gig that she did or mm-hmm. like as far as movies, like mainstream movies was. Concerned. I had th- I had this thought. I wanted to run it by you. Now I I don't think that Beyonce is a, is also objectively bad in this movie. I don't think she she is great actress at this point. But I don't think she's. I don't think it's necessarily always her fault. You can do tell you she's guys, crying. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys uh, um, remember the scene with Nathan Lane? Do oh. you think that yes. they used Nathan Lane? Because Nathan Lane can emote and be funnier than she could have in that scene. I th- and that the oh. chemistry may have been weird. I think that was actually a reference to another James Bond movie. Really? I forget. Yeah. There's one scene. I, I Hold on. I, got, I had it earlier, and I need to, I'm going to do some research with it. Is it a Sean Connery? Because we're about to dive into that, and that would be why we don't remember it. Frank and I are going <laughs> to enter James Bond trivia like you have no idea. <laughs> we're going to destroy uh, people. Hold on. She's so young. Yeah. So, she yeah. was like such a baby. She was, I think, 21. Crazy. Wow. 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 I, I love the knockoff uh, Destiny's Child that she has. Yes. Well, this was right after, um, like, I think she left Destiny's Child, right? This was, like, pretty uh, – Probably. This is, like, in the beginning of her, you know, transcendence to amazingness. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting that she has this in her filmography. I'm glad that she went to try to do something funny before trying to do something serious because I think it's harder, actually, to be funny than it is to be dramatic. Uh, and she does have, like, a couple of, like, decent laughs in this movie and – it is, I think, um, good, but you know, she also is like she's like naked this whole movie. Dan, what do you think? Uh, she it, is. it wasn't a James Bond flick; it was a Peter Sellers. Uh, ah, uh, movie there you go. The One of his big influences. Yeah, Mike Myers. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, right. I agree. I, I don't know if that's that, great. It's probably like yeah, like Dan said, it's if it's referencing something, it, it probably wasn't to sure. You know, supplant their chemistry. I think. Uh, 
I think it's a, a good bit, actually. Oh, yeah. It, it runs for a while. Oh, it's I mean, so um, funny. It's so good. Yeah. I, I think that's the part that I laughed out loud with this time whenever I was watching because I forgot how – just Nathan Lane's just amazing. Like, just yeah, in general. Great so yeah. whenever he he's does – I love when, when he <laughs> clips his hand in the thing and she goes, ow. And it's like yeah. – <laughs> 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 That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Um, so we talked about okay. Beyonce, but uh, before we get too deep into this, we do this thing – on oh. our, our James Bond episodes. Good save, Frank. Called the plot the plot the plot game. Which we try to summarize the plot which for James Bond is much more difficult than say in Austin Powers. But <laughs> summarize the plot in like as few sentences as possible. Does anyone want to take a crack at the plot of Goldmember? Anyone. Well the first sentence definitely has to be Daddy doesn't care. Yeah. Or sorry, Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. Daddy. Yeah, that's where uh, I was going with it. Yeah, Daddy wasn't there, or I would I would just say, Austin Powers, more jokes, less plot. Okay, they're brothers. Okay. <laughs> they're brothers. <laughs> they're brothers. So Austin Powers, Beyonce, Daddy, jokes, jokes, jokes. They're brothers. Perfect. Because know what you leave out? Gold <laughs> member, and he's yeah, sucks. He's, <laughs> he's he's terrible. Gold member is bad. He's like. He really fits kind of the like ancillary bad guy role for like James Bond movies though, where it's like he's literally only there to be a MacGuffin for the real yeah. bad thing. So you mean like the bad guys for the majority of the Roger Moore James Bonds? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you are very, very on point because we definitely just said that in our last <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the 70s James Bond bad guys were so freaking bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, you know, they went away. They, there was a decided decision that they were going to move away from doing, like, real-world threats and go towards more fantastical people. So you have, you uh-huh. know, like, the man with the golden gun, I think, is the beginning of that, if not more pronounced in later films like Spy Who Loved Me, where the guy is the submarines. This That movie is definitely influential on this one. Uh, and then, you know, you also have Hugo Drax later in Moonraker, who's like crazy and spooky and weird, but like, you know, eccentric and essentially is the exact same plot as the previous film, <laughs> you know, uh, just in space, just in yeah, space, it's just in instead space. of underwater. In hey, space. I, I, I like Moonraker. Uh, of course, you know, but it, they were going after different kinds of threats, you know, and I think that Goldmember is just like. Goldmember sucks, man. That was just too. It was too many. He was pushing too hard. It was too. People don't like gross, you know. Like I think people can tolerate gross to an extent, and you can, you can be disgusted, which is different. Like you can look at Fat Bastard with disgust because he's like so gross yeah. and yucky, but like people don't like to just like deal with just like gross looking, you know, yucky characters for the sake of it. Also, I love Goldfinger. And Arc Goldfinger is a great character, and mm-hmm. like they don't, um, you know, it's not a. It, this doesn't seem loving the way like another interpretation of like Doctor Evil is of you know Blofeld and and the other versions. He clearly likes those guys better than somebody like Goldfinger. And Goldfinger is the original yeah. like wackadoo bad guy. You know That's what true. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of a shame. I mean, like obviously. If you went into this movie thinking like, oh, Doctor Evil's not gonna be there as a bad guy, because like that's he's always there, um, but ultimately they just like spin Doctor Evil out into pure insanity. Right. Yeah. Like he 
he just goes and he's just Ugh. doing his own thing. He's not really trying to be evil anymore. And then obviously by the end, he's turned good. So they need this other villain, and the and Goldmember just doesn't deliver. And I don't know if it's if it's his portrayal, if it's just the character in general. I, I mean, the fact that like <laughs> the fact that like Michael Cade calls out, it's like there. There are two things I hate in the world: people that are intolerant <laughs> of other people's cultures, and the Dutch. Like, like, Such a good line. It's just for that joke. That that's it. That's just it. For that's that why joke. he's there. That's, and the, and to do yeah. and to do a funny accent, which sucks. which isn't yeah, even it's very a good. Terrible accent. And and like the skin stuff. It's like uh, this yeah, was when why? it was still okay to like make fun of cultures. Like you know, this is kind of one of those yeah. like time period pieces of like. Here, like, it is totally okay. As long as you hit kind of everybody in a somewhat equal way, you can take shots at and be, you know, what people would probably call racist or, like, culturally insensitive today. Right. The Japanese twins? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where I was thinking yeah. I was going. Well, and not not even just race, but, like, if this movie was made today, which there's no way in hell that it could be. Right. But no. <laughs> Beyonce would have way more clothes on. Yeah, and I know that, have, that yeah. you mentioned this already, but it's it like watching the movie now, it did make me super uncomfortable. Uh just because it's watching things like that and and the the race jokes, it just is like I don't know, it made me super, super uncomfortable, even though I'm like watching it by myself. Yeah, it I don't know, does anybody else feel that way? It... Yeah, I mean, they kind of make her a caricature of well, well, yeah. I mean, 1970s black culture. I, yeah. black splo- specifically black exploitation. Black exploitation. Yeah, because she's yeah. supposed to be like, a, it's supposed to be kind of an amalgamation of uh, Foxy Brown and... Yeah, Sam Greer. Or... And who else? There was another... There was another... I think it, I on. I always thought it was just Foxy Brown, but the, I'm sure that they, they, they had other flavors in there from other movies. And like yeah. you have a black exploitation Bond movie, like that exists. We talked about it, um, you know. But this, like, I think is a, I don't know. I don't think that part is what bothers me. I think I think that it's like exploitative of her at that at that point, and like that mm-hmm. part is like a little shitty. But the rest of it, like, yeah. she's not very funny. So like that, like you know, she's trying. You know, she's not a really great actress. Her line reads are pretty weird. I don't know. And they don't even really make it a love story. Right. The other two movies. No, they don't, which is which is a good move on their part. Yeah, it is. But it also kind of makes her feel like along for the ride and, and not really all that important, unfortunately. Um, well, it feels like this movie is a lot less like sexualized. Like they knew a lot more kids were going to be seeing this movie. So like there is no yeah. sex scene or like, you know really gratuitous discussions of sex like there are in the first two movies, which are explicit in and of that of itself. All right. We've come to the part of the podcast where I have to talk about the contacts. Um, The contacts are horrible on Dr. Evil. Oh my God. Oh, that's well, what happened? He never used them. He never used contacts in the first two movies. And then this one, he just wore these really bright blue contacts that made his eyes like just insanely blue. So, I I think when I watched it on Netflix earlier this year, it was way worse than I just watched it on DVD. So, you know, cut down the, the video yeah. quality. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think last time I saw it was like really jarring. And uh, 
it was still weird. So wait, do, do we know why he does this? Is it to match Vern Troyer? I don't know. I'm I did not get to watch the commentary before this podcast. I watched all of the other ones before then, but I did not get to do that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, man. I don't get it. I think it's weird as hell. Yeah, I think it looks super weird. It makes it. I love Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil's everybody's favorite part of these movies. You know, I don't know who else we got to go around the horn on. Um, all right, there. Who's the physical antagonist, Frank? Is Goldmember the physical antagonist? He doesn't fight Goldmember. Uh, I mean, I think Fat Bastard still kind of is. <laughs> oh, that's true. They have a huge fight scene. Yeah, um, so that's actually I, a I, funny I, fight I, scene uh, with the the wire. It's really team. funny, and I love the, the wire, wire team. joke. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So Vern Troyer doesn't even have blue eyes. What the fuck did they do? <laughs> no fucking clue, man. I I think they just it was just a choice. They were just like, we just want to make him have really bright blue eyes. But also this, I don't know, Dr. Evil in this movie was so like overblown as a comedic character that it was like, wasn't even that evil. He was just funny. What? When did he become a Southern fisherman? <laughs> like That was like his like his whole thing the whole movie i don't know oh so okay so and this is on reddit i i think i read the same thing i don't (laughs) know how legit this is but someone said that they had to do a lot of cgi work on certain characters eyes because of reflections of the the cameras that they could see the reflections of the camera is like in certain characters eyes that's crazy that would yeah. be nuts i weird it's weird i don't know that's, if i believe I this or heard not. It. that's crazy they've been making movies for a hundred years at this point <laughs> and now they only can't... blue-eyed actors <laughs> uh that what a shame i mean it is just weird and i like to he looks scary i noticed it most in the baby <laughs> Like when they showed it that in that scene, and I wonder if they emphasized it more there. Oh, the babies. Maybe I just oh. wasn't paying attention though, because I don't. E- I don't even know if I. When you said that, I was like, "What do you? Like what? Like context? What context? Unless the context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless it has to do with maybe the guy that they cast as young Doctor Evil, like the the from the Academy. Maybe he had blue eyes. Maybe. And and they were like, "We gotta go with this guy, even though he sucks." Like. <laughs> This bit, yeah. Okay, mini me. Uh, this is his movie. He steals. This is so. Good. He steals the whole movie. He he kills it. He's great. Yeah. He's funny. Uh, Vern Troyer, man. R.I.P. Man. Oh man. Comedic comedy legend. This is his. This is his. Some of his greatest work. It's crazy to think that he. They do this kind of physical stuff. I don't know how much is. Real and unreal, they're very good at mixing the, those fight, se- fight scenes, but oh my god, dude, is it so funny. <laughs> yeah. The the scene yeah. where he fights yeah. Austin is, is Oh, that's, that's hilarious. So good. It's so yeah. good. It, it, they take the, the, the second movie, and then they just blow, this, blow it out of the water with this one. It's just so good. Uh, the whole sequence where <laughs> we have to go on top of one someone has to go on top of one of the other's shoulders. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's just his I mean, arms like, are moving like this, and the, the tiny little <laughs> legs just walking underneath. Yeah, I mean, like I get it. Like Mini Me can't talk; it'd be weird if he was the head. But like, come on, <laughs> it's 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 so great. It's so awesome. They have great chemistry together. Yeah, as Austin and Mini Me, because like 
we're used to the dynamic of seeing, you know, Aust uh, Dr. Evil and Mini-Me, but, like, it's so funny to see them switch it up and do it this way. Also, Michael Caine. Michael Caine's hilarious with Mini-Me. Michael Caine. Oh, like a baby's arm holding an apple. It's like a baby's yes. arm holding an apple. <laughs> you could use that as a kickstand. He's like, can I, can I see your wiener? <laughs> I, I just met you. Oh, you're a tripod. They should call you kickstand. <laughs> but so, AJ, they give him the Jaws treatment here. Yes. They totally, they totally do. That's great, Frank. I didn't think of that at all. I didn't think of it at all until I was watching it yesterday. You know, yes, he's so beloved that they're like, oh, he can't be a bad guy anymore. All right, let's make him turn good. <laughs> yes, that you're right. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I, you know, I think it's a. He's great. He's so missed. You know, he would. These movies were so fun. Please don't make Austin Powers four without many. Yeah, please, please they, don't. They can't without him. No. Um. Fred Savage as the mole. Oh, the fucking mole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good Mo recurring gag. It is. But <laughs> I think it's actually, that's one of I the bits know. that like I saw it return and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be funny. This is going to be stupid. And then by the time where Austin is, after he beats up Mini-Me, he's like, all right, just let it out. Just like, let it go. I was cracking up. <laughs> He's like, we're not supposed to talk about the bull, but there it is. The bull's right there. It's freaking me. I love that. Bloody <laughs> bull. <laughs> Bloody bull started me right in the face. It was perfect. Like, that was a that was a great <laughs> use of his attempt at, you know, repeating the joke over and over and over again until it's funny again. And, like, that yeah. one, it takes a couple of scenes where it's actually not so funny. And then yeah. it, it, it kind of pays off. I, I realized that the irony <laughs> that, I myself am a mole, and I have a mole on my face. <laughs> oh my I think I, so I like to compare kind of like this type of movie. I call it like an airplane movie, you know? Yeah. Like the movie Airplane where yeah. it insists upon itself, and that's kind of what makes like what makes it funny is those like little tongue-in-cheek jokes and all the puns. Like there's just so many puns in it. And the fact that they – and that's like one of the moments where it is funny because they call attention to it. Where they do say it. it's like <laughs> it's like instead of just being like oh we can't talk about the mole he says literally I understand that it's funny <laughs> because I'm a mole and I have a mole. <laughs> it's so immature, it's, but it's so good. It's great. It's really it's it's really it's really the one of the better bits of the movie. Do you, um, do you think that if it didn't have those tiny hairs on it, they would have been as funny? Definitely not. Oh, definitely no. not. <laughs> no, no. If any, if I were to do it um, today, I would have it pulsate and move and put like robotics oh, in it. Don't say that. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting have a little, a little face on it with little. What about the product placement in this movie? This movie's got it's, oh man, it's, oh, so it's fucking so smeared with Pepsi shit. Minis and and the star number two Starbucks cup. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, is very prevalent in that Heineken one scene. Mini, while they're driving the Mini, there's a Mini billboard. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> overproduct placement. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. It, I mean, they needed money somehow, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why is Britney Spears in this movie? Because it was 2002. Because it was 2002. 2002 but you Spears. have Beyonce. <laughs> well, Beyonce. They went all in. Two, 2002 is also kind of. I don't know if that's like beginning Beyonce. Like she was still like just really good, and sure. everyone was like, "Oh, Beyonce's really great." Beyonce Knowles, she's awesome. Um, and then she wasn't Queen Bee. Yet. She wasn't Queen Bee. No, it probably would have been weird for her to go up against Britney Spears. Like people are like, "Who is this Beyonce?" Like I don't know if they 
Isn't that yeah, that girl from Destiny's Child? So, yeah, I don't think she was as yeah. big as, as Britney at the time. No. So it looks like Beyonce's first uh, single, solo single, was in 2003. So right but, after that. Oh, so before. So this was, she, she left Destiny's Child, was working on her solo album, probably uh, did the movie to gain a little bit of, of press traction. Yeah. And then launched and, her her solo yeah, career. I think I think what I one of the things I really like about this movie is that it's it's like a microcosm of the time period. That's true. Mm, yeah, like, there's a lot of time sensitive jokes like that only kind of make sense if you are around during those times, mm. and like all those cameos only make sense if you are around at that time and were like paying attention to pop culture. Yeah, I mean, I do think all of them kind of do that, like. If, as much as it would be nice if uh, the spy who shagged me was like, oh man, this movie really feels like 1969. We talked about it on our last uh, episode mm-hmm. on it. It feels more like 1999. Yeah. It just like it screams 90s. And so I know what you're saying, Chris. Like these movies do really feel like they're capturing the time period in a bottle. Um, I mean, this movie has time travel in it, but you don't really get to enjoy the 70s at all it's just you're in and you're out mm-hmm. um, this movie was designed so to sell up. halloween costumes <laughs> you know <laughs> like literally like the I, I remember seeing more pimp austin powers like costumes than probably i've ever seen like the regular austin powers costume well because it was cool yeah i guess so i don't know it was that it was a cool time to do like 70s everybody was going 70s throwback at that time you know Undercover Brother came out this year too. Sure. Oh, that's right. It's crazy, and uh, I don't know that. Uh, that's a, I love that movie. I think that movie's hilarious. That was one of the first times that we saw Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, this isn't an Undercover Brother episode, but when Neil Patrick Harris was back in that movie, like, and he hadn't yeah. acted in anything in years, so we we're just like, "Oh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. What's he doing here?" You know? Yeah, pre How I Met yeah. Your Mother. Yeah, um, I think. I think the beginning of this movie. So, like, skipping the uh, the movie in a movie bit for a second, but like mm-hmm. the opening sequence with the the dance number, like, I think they progressively get better. Like, this is so well done. Um, I think the dance uh, in the rain is fantastic, and like, he changes his mood, and yeah, like when we talked about before, when he steps out and goes to the the orchestra with mm-hmm. Quincy Jones, yeah, but. I do think Mike Myers uh, up against Britney Spears making her a fembot is just maybe too over the top. <laughs> yeah. But, like, kind of, of course she's a fembot. Yeah. True. Of course. Um, yeah. What about the musical number? <laughs> the song. Um, Daddy, Daddy was oh, there. Well, then also Hard Knock Life. And Hard Knock oh Life. Oh, my God. That, I, mean... I kind of wish Hard Knock Life was not there. I mean, it's kind of funny that they were making fun of the fact that there were so many explicatives that – like half the song he's not even singing. Yeah. But I do think that's a funny I, for sure. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. I kind of like that scene. I, I, again, like viewing it as mainly a comedy and not like uh not a plot thing just because it's like all of a sudden he's like you're going to start a riot and they're all like why should we do that and then they sing a hard knock life and then they're like okay, we'll do it, you know. It's like <laughs> what changed? <laughs> How did you <laughs> Yeah, that's very silly. 
Um, I think if I had to keep one, mm, I'd probably keep a uh, hard knock life because yeah, they don't. I like. I guess I like Daddy wasn't there when I was younger, but like now, like thinking back on it, like it kind of is weird to, that he has just like this band that we've seen, and like in the other movies, they use this, they cut away to this band and these guys as what they call like the psychedelic set breaks. Yeah, and it helps to like break up like the se- the sequences, the jokes, and then you know keep you focused on the plot of the movie. They don't do that in this movie at all. They should have. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I think like to put them in like this this one scene like. I don't know. I would have preferred the psychedelic sex breaks. I think probably better than um, this this one weird song. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then a couple, a couple other recurring gags. Uh, yeah. So we, we have you know the the penis joke that now is a boob joke right. with the flying apparatus in the sky. <laughs> I it's that's, that's it's still fine. a funny joke. I don't know. It was funnier the first time. I think it's I think it's still funny. Um, and then the other thing that I I like. Is the uh, the Mister Ro- or yeah the Mister Roboto stuff with the, oh, the, the subtitles? Oh uh, yes, that subtitles. Yeah, that, that was a good gag. Yeah, yeah. That that's what's interesting about these movies. Like other comedies, maybe of the era or just in general. Like is it's more about the delivery. It's about the way they say things. Like, there's a lot of visual stuff in Austin Powers. Like yes. How, how many times is it like you seeing him, like when he's peeing into the fountain or when they're behind the screen? Yep. Like, if you're not watching with your eyes, you're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it goes with the whole theme of being like a meta movie. <laughs> yeah. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of my, one of my favorite, probably, uh, like throwaway jokes that, that wasn't super highlighted was when Dr. Evil gets hit with the meteor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he and he's counting his his balls to make sure that they're all there <laughs> and he says one two three okay cool um and then like it, it just keeps going and no one says anything no one says anything yeah. i uh I, one, one of my favorite it's i mean it's not necessarily a joke but like one of my favorite things about these movies is all of the movies in general is the henchmen characters in it yeah the henchmen are funny <laughs> just because they're they themselves are a joke because one their uniforms are ridiculous no matter where they are it's such like a like i, I always think about moonraker whenever it's like they're always wearing these yeah, like yeah, weird yeah. space age like things especially in this one they're wearing like the silver sailor suits because they're on the <laughs> submarine <laughs> and then when michael kane just like knocks out two of them and he's just uh, it's like here's what's going to happen i'm gonna knock you down and you're going to be severely injured. So you might as well just lay down right there and just stay out of it. There you go. And the guy's He's, just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good dad. You don't even have a yeah. name tag. You don't even <laughs> you have, have no a name. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah. Ugh, oh, my God. The, the submarine, is, I think, is like beyond ridiculous. Well, yeah. Beyond yeah, ridiculous. I was just going to say, like, what's our favorite Dr. Evil lair? Uh, between Ooh. the secret volcano lair, the submarine, uh, and the moon base, uh, they're all ridiculous. They all have so many great attributes. Um, I like that the the submarine looks like him. Yeah, I thought the volcano was super cool. I like the fact that the volcano had the the doors he could open up that killed his henchmen immediately. 
That was, <laughs> or yes. unless you're Will Ferrell, in which case it takes a very long time to kill you. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell. No oh, Will Ferrell man. in this movie. That's I a know shame. that makes that made me really really sad. Apparently, there's no Will Ferrell. Apparently, there were, he was like in one scene that they cut out because they like shot like three hours of movie, but they were like, we can't make this a three hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean these movies move fast, but like they could add a little bit to just. I, I think we've said this before on the other episodes. It's like that sometimes it just feels like nothing happens, and uh, yeah, especially in this one, um, the uh, yeah the submarine with the gratuitous like fart. Yeah, I don't know why that <laughs> was necessary, bubbles. but that's so unnecessary. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, they they shouldn't make another one of these, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Not without yeah. many me. I'm I'm there with you. You know, after watching um, Bill and Ted all three of them this weekend i think i could tolerate uh of wayne's world three i think that could like the world could be fine with that i do not think the world can handle an austin powers four, and that kind of died with uh, i i think Vern troyer and and i'm you know not to say that there can't be one and if there is one we'll probably go i'll go see it but i'm i'm gonna err on their side of Please do not make any more of these. Yep. These three still exist, and you can return to them as many times as you want. <laughs> you probably all own them on DVD like we do. Just go to your parents' yeah. basement where you keep all of your DVDs yep. and dig it out. Blow the dust Get off. Get that scratch disc out of that case. <laughs> you know? So, if you got to watch it in full screen because you scratched the widescreen one, that's okay. <laughs> I think so one, of the, of the Matrix? one of the reasons why I haven't watched these movies in so long is... I went and, and like you just said, I thought I had the DVD and I went and I opened the DVD case and the DVD is not in there, which, which (laughs) is a 100% because our apartment in college, like I ended up with 15 DVDs of one of my roommates and then another roommate, I think ended up with like 30 of my DVDs because they just we had the one xbox in the living room that that's where all the movies were watched and so if you weren't home and your roommate watched a dvd they just like took it out and like put it on the couch or like on top of the tv or whatever (laughs) so Uh. i i no longer have the dvds i have the dvd box though so if anyone has (laughs) dvds that needs a dvd box for austin powers you can uh email me have we got the <laughs> box for you? I'm really excited to go into my my parents' attic and find old video game boxes that I know I don't have anymore. Like on our the last episode with the game bros talking about, I sold the world is not enough. I'm sure the box is up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a shame. Although those things, if if you're into it, if you've got good condition boxes from like the 90s, they go for money. You can maybe find some buyers for that. Huh. Make some scratch. Good to know. All right, folks. Anything else on Goldmember? I mean, I, we, we talked about all the gags. We talked about pretty much all the characters. Um, not much to say about uh, number two or Frau in this movie, Yeah, they didn't get as much screen time. I think number... <laughs> His Faja Dr. Evil... <laughs> His Ferger. He was so tired. He said his Ferger. His Ferger? What's his? It's a Ferger. I don't speak freaky Dutch. Fodder. I love that he invested in Hollywood. That was his like. He he makes logical, sound business decisions. He does the right moves. (laughs) 
That's what he's there for. That's his whole job. In every you movie, know? he comes out, he's like, we've found a way to make legitimate money. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, think it, I think it's cool. Good for them to make the trilogy. You know, history will continue to, you know, look upon these movies, you know, if you're nostalgic for them or if you're not, however they go. Um, and yeah, li- life is good. I think if you're nostalgic for Austin Powers and you remember them from childhood, you will probably still enjoy them now. If you never experienced them, you'd probably like the first one, maybe the second one. I don't know about this one. It's probably pretty jarring. <laughs> yeah, watch the first one, if anything. My palate is cleansed. I am ready to watch Sean Connery now. <laughs> yes. So oh, am I. Did, I'm ready. I, wa- I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. Did you know that the like Michael Caine uh, was on there, and they based like the reason that Austin Powers wears the glasses is because of Harry Palmer, who Michael Caine played in like the Ipcrest file and a bunch of other spy movies from the sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Which is why they're those that like really cool. thick yeah. frames. In fact, I think the glasses he was wearing in the movie were actually like the glasses from the Ipcrest file. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's awesome. That's pretty Good trivia. Cool. That and, better be in a planet and I do like, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like that, you know, adding uh, Tom Cruise to this movie kind of gives it a nod and a wink over to the Mission Impossible yeah. franchise. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's, that's another – because they don't really directly reference it before. Um, yeah, well, I not just, that, that whole like, – n- not, <laughs> not even Mission Impossible, but just the fact that at that point in time – if there was an action movie with any sort of espionage, Tom Cruise <laughs> was the guy that got cast in it. Because he did he yep. did those the Tom Clancy movie. Uh was that around then too? Was that a Jack Ryan movie? Jack was it no, Jack Ryan I or think Jack Reacher? Are you, are you talking about the um, oh, no, that's newer Jack Reacher? That's newer. Yeah. I he, think he wasn't Jack no, Ryan. He was but... in um like a lot of like law espionage kind of stuff, like the like the firm. He was in that. The firm. Um, Minority Re- Minority Report was around this time too. Uh, Minority Report. Um, that's a awesome. that's a great sci-fi yeah. flick. And they had a they'd done at least two Mission Impossibles by two thousand two. I think they had done two, two. Yeah. at this point. If you guys ever want to um, go through the Mission Impossible movies, like give me a call because I love in fact oh my, my father God. will be like hell yeah let's do this frank what do, you, what right. do you say about that they challenged us <laughs> challenge how many of those there's eight of those movies though there are six of them <laughs> there's 19 of these movies frank and there we just did 24 fucking and, bond movies we can handle six and until of tom cruise goes to that crazy planet or whatever it's gonna it, there's gonna keep being them I think what I've been my bit on Tom Cruise is like somebody just needs to watch him because he's getting crazy and reckless nowadays, and we need to keep him alive. Like he, somebody's got to be on set, be like Tom, listen, we love you. You can't strap yourself to the rocket. <laughs> you, you Stop have to holding come on down. to the outside of planes while they're taking off. <laughs> Tom, we get it, but sir, it's it's not gonna work. Come on, buddy, come back inside. You know, just like just yelling, let me jumping off the thing. I want to fly this plane by myself for Top Gun. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, did anybody see that one? Did that come out? Wasn't that supposed no, to that, come out? No, that's coming out, out in November. Alex well, is going to watch it. If 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 theaters are open, I'm 
I'm pretty sure that Tom Cruise will, like, I don't think he's going to release it ahead of time until theaters can open again. Yeah. Hmm. Christopher Nolan's crazy for that reason. He should have just waited. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we'll see what happens. Don't you think about it all day long that you're like, I could go see this if I drive two states away? <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, that, like, I don't know. It, it seems like it's, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to. Anyway, um, and we don't know about uh, Bond either. No Time to Die. Like, oh, that's right. That's going to come out. It's still slated for November. Way to tie it back in, Frank. Way to, we can only hope <laughs> to end the series in 2020 and not stretch it out to fucking 2021. Um, all right, guys. Anything else you want to talk about on Austin Powers or James Bond or... Sean Connery's the best Bond. Sean Connery. Ooh. All right. We've got just laying that I, okay. That's a good question. Have you all seen the majority of the bonds? You have like a little bits of the bonds, oh, yeah. or do you have a favorite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what my favorite bond is. I really liked the the modern movies, the Craigs, the yeah, the Daniel Craigs minus Quantum of Solace. <laughs> I I am a a fan of Pierce Brosnan. I think. I think that yeah, he did I think that he did a great job as Bond. I think as a 90s Bond, he did exactly he was exactly what we needed in the 90s mm-hmm. to play James Bond. Yep. Yes. Yeah. You're so right. Uh and you know the cool thing is is like there's been enough guys out there now that like it's all you can pick. Like there's so many you got a few options, you know. I love I love that about it. It's I'm so excited to go back to the originator and like Look at it at the lens of like, look what everybody did like after this one guy, and like all the the influence he had on all the other movies that would come after that, you know. So it, I don't know, and and he's also like one of my favorite bald people. You know what I mean? Like he's just like one of the greatest bald people ever. Like Sean Connery didn't get fucking plugs; he went fucking bald. Like that's that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He's like, I don't need hair. Who needs hair? He's also played some ridiculous roles. Yes. God, yes, him in Highlander is so ridiculous. He, I see you are. A, <laughs> tell me about this country of your Scotland, as I am a Spaniard and know nothing of it. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a few minutes of The Rock on TV. Oh, so yes! good. What a combination yes! of, of great actors. He starts with like, oh such epic gosh. fucking hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like They give him a haircut on, on outside of the, on the building. Oh, my God. The Rock is him. such oh. a good movie. It is by far one of Nicolas Cage's shining moments, aside from Face Off. Yes, and Con Air. And Con Air. I, I actually think Gone in, Gone in sixty seconds is his best movie. Uh, mm. I revisited that. Well, so you guys don't know, but I've been doing the Nicolas Cage uh, oh. challenge project with my oh. colleagues, and we've watched probably like fifteen of oh. them already. But there's like ninety movies or something. I yeah, Gone in sixty seconds. Not as good as a Fast and the Furious. I'm Boom. just gonna say, like, it, it just yeah, doesn't hold oh, up. That's another one we could do. I'd be totally down for. It. <laughs> national <laughs> treasure, though, is a, is a national treasure. It sure is. <laughs> but I, I, going back to Sean Connery, he is a total caricature of himself. Yeah. Like he, he, he plays. He really plays Sean Connery. That's true. Uh, yeah, he's he, he's got a a public persona that he puts on, I guess. Yeah. Which is why it's a I'll shame. Take the penis might, yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is why it's such a shame that he was that his career was ended by League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, uh, uh. I have a soft 
I guess I like shit movies. <laughs> I like that. I like that movie too, but it's it doesn't do him justice. No. It's a good movie, but it's yeah. sad. It's, it's a good not mo- a good movie, but I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it could have been better. I don't know. I love the concept of it. it. It was a cool time when they were making these like off, you know, DC owned properties. You know, yeah. like that was a, a cool time to like V for Vendetta, and you know when oh, they man. did Watchmen. Like I, I love the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie. I, I do too. You know, mm-hmm. I I like that shit. They were doing cool stuff, and now, ugh. all right. Uh, so guys, this has been fucking awesome. Dan, Craig, a- Dan, Chris, Alex, excuse me. Dan, Craig, who's uh, Craig? Daniel, where's Craig? Craig? Daniel, Craig. <laughs> Daniel, Craig. Craig. Is he here? Uh, imagine he just comes out and just like stares, cracks a Heineken, walks away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this has been a blast podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we are the Long Lost Heroes. These are the Game Brew dudes. Go check out their podcast uh, on all the good podcatchers. I learned a new word today. Um, <laughs> and follow them on all the social medias at Game Brew. Uh, That's the Game Brew. All right. At the Game Brew. See, this the is why Game we Brew. have you guys on. Uh, all right. The, our podcast, Long Lost Heroes podcast. You can get us Google, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple, what have you. Uh, you can email us info at longlostheroes.net. You can come to the website, www.longlostheroes.net. Uh, subscribe. Please give us a good rating and review. That's all we need to ask of you. I'm AJ. I'm Frank. Thank you, Game Brew. Woo. Yeah, thank you. Woo. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Woo.